We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast. The camera's sticking. We'll fix that in one second. But in the meantime, plenty of uh, realignment talk headed your way, I'm sure, here on this uh, edition of the Potato Log podcast. Back together in the Clark Ford studio and getting fairly close to football season. Um, uh, fall camp coming on here soon. Still messing up. We'll, we'll, we'll get it off. It's all, uh, it's all good. So obviously plenty of football talk, plenty of realignment talk. And more coming up on the show. Show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Download the Speed Pass Plus app. Use it. Take advantage of it. Earn points and save money there with the Oxford Exxon. All Blue Sky locations in Mississippi for that. Lunch special is $5.69. Two sides bread. 32-ounce drink there at locally at the Oxford Exxon. And happy birthday to Benjamin Craddock. Today is his birthday. Been with us for a long time, so have a good birthday there. We're still sticking a little bit. So while that's going on, I'll tell you about the Clark Ford in Amory, Mississippi. Corey wants to be your truck guy, wants to be your car guy. He will take care of you no matter where you're at in the car buying process. Let Corey uh, give it a shot. Let him give you a quote. You'll get that within 15 minutes in business hours, and he just might sell you a car in the process no matter where you are. He's looking around for uh, for that. And again, applause, sorry, Raptors Music and Food Hotline. Also, all guests on that. Lots of guests as the week moves on. So, uh whether it be Oxford, New Albany, or Raptors on the Water. Yeah, Kerry Murdoch's going to join us on the Raptors Music and Food Hotline tomorrow. Okay. He covers, in case people don't know, you'll start to be a name you'll start to hear down the road. Kerry covers Oklahoma for uh, Soonerscoop.com, big site on the Rivals Network. Are we expanding like our version of Anchorman now? Like, he, he, he gets to come aboard. I mean, you got, you got, you got Gabe, you got Jay. We get, got, uh, like, we, get, we get Eddie. He's one of the funnier yeah, guys in the network. The I mean, we get catch. I mean, come on. We had a couple of really big sites. We do had a couple of really, really big yeah, sites. Big sites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Our, our standing in the SEC is going down a little bit as this uh, as this moves through. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're 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 no longer whatever we are at the moment as they uh, as they come aboard. We're so. still ranked high nationally, but we've dropped in the in Welcome the conference the SEC. rankings. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much what's uh, what's going on there. <laughs> Lane Kiffin says, "I feel you." <laughs> Oh, God. So, anyway. Uh, 
today. Some big. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm all over the place. Whatever. Um. Yes, Arch Manning's on campus. I. I don't know. I. I saw on the internet he was hanging out with Jeff Levy, so I assume that's still going on at some point today. Um. He looked more interested in what was going on off the street than on it at the moment, but it was uh <laughs> it was fine. So. <laughs> Talk some March probably as the show moves on. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas essentially filed their divorce papers today from the Big 12. They alert the Big 12 that they will not be renewing following the uh, the grant of rights when it expires at the end of, uh, what, 2024? Is that right? They'll be in the league next year. Yeah. That's that. that, that it, it, this is one of the better press releases. I was actually kind of laughing about it with, 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 with an SEC administrator earlier today. Is let me find it. If anybody who has not actually seen what Oklahoma sent out, this is from the University of Oklahoma. They said the University of Oklahoma and the University of Texas at Austin notified the Big 12 Athletic Conference today that they will not be renewing their grant of media rights following expiration in 2025. Providing notice to the Big 12 at this point is important in advance of the expiration of the conference's current media rights agreement. The universities intend to honor their existing grants of rights agreement. However, this is my favorite part. Both universities will continue to monitor the rapidly evolving college athletics landscape <laughs> as they consider how to best position their athletic programs for the future. So essentially, hey, we're we're still in until we're not. Just we're we're cool, but all they need is one more school to announce that they're out and the contract's voided. Because then the league no longer has the yeah. So they're just like they need somebody to bowl. And what's going to happen? Because Kansas is already talking to Big Ten and Pac twelve. Yeah. And so Kansas is going to bolt, and at that point they're going to be like, "Hey, well, I mean, I love that how it's your fault." But then you go, "Hey, look, conference fell apart. What do you mean to do about it?" <laughs> well, look, well we, look at me. This happened on Wednesday, and, and you and I did a show Wednesday, and then we were gone. We've always known Oklahoma was leaving. Like I keep getting people asking me, "Are you shocked?" I'm like, "No." You always knew Oklahoma was leaving, and when people say Oklahoma's going to the Pac-12, and I would say, "Oklahoma, have you ever been to Norman?" It's the SEC. It's the SEC. It's nothing. It's and a then, lot more SEC than Columbia. And then everybody would tell me, and so many people told me that Texas would go to the Pac-12 that I started to believe them. But I look back now, and there was a lot of people telling me that with an agenda. Texas, when they played LSU last year, was it last year? Two years ago. Two it was the Joe Burrow game. Joe Burrow. When Texas played LSU two years ago to open the season in Austin or somewhere around the open of the season. Yeah, sure. Game day was there. Austin was bonkers. They were excited about the SEC being there. They got beat, but they were excited about it. And I remember thinking to myself at that point, man, I don't I don't know. They know the Longhorn Network's not going to work out. It was an insurance policy that they had through 2031. Sure. And it gave them a bargaining chip to take to realignment talks with whoever they went to realignment talks with. Sure. And they've played it. And it worked. It helped facilitate their move to the SEC. Kudos to them. It was good business. It will be absorbed by the SEC network. That is my understanding. Yeah. And so everyone else is when people go, why would you do it? Well, two things. Two things. Number one, let's not pretend that Disney slash ABC slash ESPN, whoever you want to call them, had no inkling that this may happen. 
Everyone was caught off guard. Now. When they could. No one knew it. <laughs> Disney didn't know it. We'll get to that. Ross didn't know it. Nobody yeah, knew I it. Got, I got issues with some of that. But regardless, we'll take it, let's take it one at a time. Okay. You're, they knew something was up. Because the deal with CBS goes through, what, 2023? I think that's right. It's all getting a little Yeah, the years. Right now. But we're roughly. Yeah, sure. It roughly coincided. They knew, they knew what they were getting. They knew that they were getting more than the current 14 member institutions. Now, the catch on some of this is from a money standpoint, it's got to go up by enough to also include whatever the numbers are for those extra two schools. You know what I mean? Like, we start at, let's say it's $40 million total, yeah, or yearly or whatever. And I'm, when I say that, I mean like SEC revenue, the checks they write. It's got to go up by at least 80 for everybody to break even. Now, it will, but just keep, I guess my point is keep that in, in mind from a math standpoint. You're adding more things that it's divisible by, hence the overall number has to be that percentage higher on top of, of that. Just quick little side note there. That's all. So, these schools are going to owe $70 million or the league's going to fall apart before they owe the $70 million. Yeah, they're never going to pay the $70 million. Because technically, there's two different things. Now, again, does this matter? No, I'm getting into minutia a little bit. But the grant of rights is not the same as just leaving the conference. In in theory, you could leave the conference and the Big 12 still own your grant of rights yes. to show your games on Fox Until or whatever. Until you paid your penalty fee. Correct, yeah. Right. But now in saying that. It's not going to happen. No. So... I mean, what, what's next is what's interesting, and this is what we do in media. This is next. Already we've sort of accepted, even though it's not done, I think it will be by the end of the week is my understanding. I think Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC is going to be official, of almost basically official, official by the end of this particular week. Okay. What's interesting is what's next. Andy Staples has a column in the Athletic today where he says, hey, the Big Ten should become the Big 20 fast. And he says what they should do is not absorb a bunch of these schools out of the Big 12. They should, ab- should absorb uh, several schools out of the Pac-12. They should go eat the Pac-12. Where it becomes two conference, three, I guess, count the ACC. So he was saying they're at 14 now. He was saying add Kansas, add Iowa State, and then add USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon. Four AAU schools, Kansas and Iowa Which State. Which is a big deal to the Big Ten. Believe it or not, Iowa State is a really? AAU school. Would never have guessed. Would never have thought it. Yeah. But he was saying go to 20. You do two things. One, well, you make yourself relevant. Two, you expand your footprint. And, and three, you, you consume the Big 12, the, the, the Pac-12. Look, do I know what this is going to happen? No. I think 16 is where the SEC has on mind right now. But I had a coach in the SEC told me within the past couple days he believed it would go to the 20 in the SEC before too terribly long. If you told me it did, I would tell you that it was big names. I have no idea what your opinion on it. It does get to a point where I kind of don't like it anymore, and it's a lot of it is just because the landscape becomes so different. Then sure. that, frankly, you don't even have leagues anymore. Like You do, but you don't. Like There's not the feeling of us versus them or the feeling of 
in college sports, you know, I mean, SEC has stupidly done the chant SEC stuff after every bowl win and stuff like that. That that goes away. <laughs> when half the country's in the league. Yeah, that's my point. Like, yeah. it, it no longer is about any of that. It's just a it's a coalition at that point. So here's what's interesting. It's a bunch of mercenaries joining at so, that point. So here's what's interesting is there's these rumblings, and I, I'm no longer going to ignore rumblings when they sound crazy. Sure. I'm going to at least listen. Okay. There are these rumblings that schools, I've heard some specifics, big names, have put feelers out. Hey, would you be interested? Yeah. And the league owes it to itself to go, well, we have to listen. If Clemson calls. Yeah, that's the one I hear the most. Do you listen? And the rumor is Clemson is really interested in calling. That they look at the ACC and go, you know, financially, hmm. I feel like the entire fabric of the sport, Not maybe it's not bad, maybe it's good, but it changes with more than 16. I think 16 is the max before we just, it becomes different. So let me ask you this. The schools you hear, you hear nothing but ACC, right? You don't hear this Ohio State, Wait, Michigan talk. Because here's the problem with that, is that the Big Ten makes just as much money as the SEC. So to me, that doesn't make Prior it to this deal, they had actually gotten to the point where they made more. That's my point. Like, I don't understand why Big Ten, wise it makes any sense. Because you're the big dogs in the Big Ten that are able to run that conference if you're Ohio State, Michigan, teams like that, where that doesn't yeah, that this, doesn't bally for me. I mean, Clemson and Florida State are the two names I hear the most. Okay. Yep, I've heard those two. I actually have heard some North Carolina, and I've heard some Duke. Okay. People just looking at the landscape and going, this isn't about right now. This is about 10 years from now. And that's why a lot of this makes sense, because I do believe that whichever conferences are left are at at least 16 within five to eight years. At 16. Well, it's, there's long Past been... Past that, I don't know. There's but, long been the conversation that you'll have four super leagues of 16 teams, roughly. Yeah. yeah. At which point Notre Dame's got to go, we got to get in something. And, I mean, look, they, they're already in the ACC, basically. So yeah, if they want to be. And yeah. They could get in the Big Ten tomorrow if they wanted to be it. Truth is, Notre Dame's a big enough brand. They could That's pick. what's a weird thing about that for Notre Dame, is that the ACC is where they've tied all their horses to, but at the same time, the Big Ten's much better for them. Yeah, and they could go anywhere. They could pick up the yeah, phone and call yeah. the Pac-12, and they would take them today. Frankly, they, they would never do it, but they could pick up the phone and call the SEC, and the SEC would take them immediately. Yeah, sure. It's a huge national name. Yeah, it's a monumental national name. They would take them immediately for the brand alone. You would take Notre Dame. They're not going to the SEC. No one's ever said that out loud, and I don't believe there's anything that would possibly ever be to it. I've heard a lot of Big Ten talk with Notre Dame in the last few weeks. So do you think it's 16, or do you think it's 20? I think it's 16 at least for a while. Okay. That's my gut. Unless... You get a taste for blood. Now it would depend on what the money is. But it would have to be. But okay, let's let's say you added Clemson and Florida State to go to eighteen. Now you you heard twenty, and there there was a guy that wrote about twenty, and it just felt far fetched. It did, yeah. If it's going to be twenty, you've got to be able to go back to Disney and go, okay, we're completely redoing this contract before it's even in effect. You run into. You run into almost a net negative past a certain number because it's just those teams no longer have a – the money is so big that an individual team is not enough to ratio 
make it yeah. bigger. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, frankly, if ABC's already paying whatever the number is, I don't give a crap, but huge, whatever the most they can pay, and they go, well, we have Florida State, it's like, eh, okay, who gives a sh-? Like, sure. But, yeah. Like, that's not enough to make me right. be real interested. No, I mean, at 16, the SEC can do a lot of different things. 16 feels right. With, like 16 feels like, okay, you keep all the good and you get this and everything kind of falls into you place. You can do two divisions of eight. Yeah, I like the pods more than you do. You're you, not a pod fan. I don't have a problem with the pods. The only thing about the pods that's interesting to me is there's this rumbling that if you win your pod, you're in the playoff. Well, I mean, I think you would be. Just do the math. But that it was automatic. See, that I don't like that. Necess- I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but to me that doesn't make sense for the rest of the country. I yeah. mean. So, I mean, because I don't know what no, the pods are. But, let's be perfectly clear. I mean, LSU combust, just for the hell of, just take this year. Yeah. Ole Miss beats Arkansas, Mississippi State, and LSU falls apart, and Ole Miss is in the playoff. Well, if I'm Michigan, I'm pissed. Like, Sure. Listen, at the end of the day, yeah. they will either go to divisions or pods based on what Disney wants them to do. <laughs> I mean, we can, we can BS this all you want about we're going to have board meetings and what. No, the money will talk. Yeah, sure. They will look at a schedule and go, this is what we want. Mm-hmm. These are the games we want. Figure out a way to make sure we get these games. I do kind of like the idea of matching schedule versus finish the year before, like the NFL. Oh, yeah, sure. Changes, keeps everything yeah, kind of. It, sure. There is no parity, but it adds some parity. You know, people joked about it with the 20-team thing. The 20-team thing would let you screw around with relegation. Playing your way out of it would uh, English Premier League. Kind All of right, thing. Give, I'm gonna, gonna table that for a second. I got to think about it. So before we do that, I'll tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Seto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're getting local underwriting and understands your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at six six two two three four two seven zero four or J L O W E at communitymtg.com. We are also brought to you by Game Changer Patch Company. They sponsor my 10 Weekend Thoughts, which is up on the site. Last Yesterday, it was like 16 thoughts. I had like had 5A, 5B. I had A, 8A, B, C, and D. I included a bunch of stuff. I had things on my mind. I had thoughts. I put them on paper, so to speak. That's brought to you by Game Changer Patch Company. They've developed their own custom blend for treating hangover several years ago to help reduce dehydration, prevent sleep deprivation, and help process alcohol. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink, and the uh, overtime patch is used after you've been drinking and while you sleep. Game Changer patches are based on the science of preventing hangovers to include the highest quality ingredients sourced by the reputable manufacturers in the United States and the UK. They researched the potent ingredients that includes enzymes, nutrients, vitamins, and minerals that are effective in protecting your liver and metabolizing alcohol to stop hangovers before they start. They believe in the potency, effectiveness, and the science of Game Changers so much that they patented them. Try it for yourself at GameChangerPatch.com. Enter promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. We're also brought to you by uh, Automation Control Systems, LLC, Owned by Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. Established in 2013, ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. Oops. 
Sorry about that. Uh, they have a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design, electrical control, panel solutions, and so much more. ACS is a full-service AutoCAD services provider and a full-service fiber optic cabling solution provider. If you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions, um, get in touch with ACS because they've got you covered. It's ACSLLCMS.com or 662-601-4381. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark, S-P-A-R-C. Two packages, the Ignite 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the 1 gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. I have it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's N-E-Spark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone services available, rental controls, network security, and more. So find out if the best internet around is in your area, and it's in most neighborhoods around Oxford now. Give them a call again, 662 238 Five nine. So okay, how does that work? When it's just Russian roulette, and if you get relegated, you don't get the TV money the next year. No, you, you get go the, the TV money, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't play in the championship league. You'd have to play your way back into the championship. So you'd league. have two divi- two. Yeah. How many teams are in the lower division? It, I don't know. It'd be like ten. Oh, you mean like ten and ten? Yeah. So if you're in the top nine, you only play the or top ten, you just play those nine division games. I think that's right. And if you're in the bottom ones, you just and you got to play finish the bottom like top and you two or three. Way, or yeah, something. you play your way out. Like rotating two, kind of like this SEC Big Twelve Challenge. Did you not you watch Ted in. Lasso? I mean, look <laughs> for a talking head. This sounds tremendous. We can we can make this work every day, but yeah, there are some issues here. Um, <laughs> good luck recruiting when you're not in the top division. Well, you'd have to recruit on the hey, you're gonna help us get out of the oh, well. out of relegation. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's not gonna happen. Just, it's impossible. It's not gonna happen. I'm just telling you, it's just funny. I will say this the people that are like resistant of change, and I'm not talking about relegation, by the way. Just in general, these next few years are about to really bother you. Oh, that's a good point. Because change is coming. The transfer portal on relegation. <laughs> oh my God. Everybody gone. Yeah. <laughs> we're out no i mean look i i get what you're saying i mean i'm not struggling with it but i'm just acknowledging <laughs> it that it is Vandy looks at relegation like the fat kid at the rope in gym class yeah vanderbilt never plays alabama again it's over <laughs> uh, they're done well there's a positive <laughs> <laughs> the best part of that last year with vandy is not only did vandy suck and there was nobody at the stands but the TV broadcast was even worse. Remember, it was like yeah. way up high. Yeah. It was like we were in standard definition. It's yeah. like, what, what yeah. like, what, what's going on yeah. here? That was Vandy's way of going. In case you didn't notice, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Corral's throwing to Elijah Morgan. I'm like, I think that's number eight. I can't see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might look like the Superdome press box. I mean, you couldn't see anything from that. By the way, did you see Elijah's little highlight reel there where he was abusing some Jets DBs? He's going to be all right in the league. I'm not even a little surprised. It's going to work out. He and Zach Wilson might just, it just be might, some names. Might work, soon. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, you you put it off to the next segment, so I'm just kind of curious. Who do you believe did not know this was coming? So 
I'm embarrassed of the fact that I've been to media days for a basically lot of years. every year since I was about 24. Okay. You've been to more than two decades of media days. I've never seen an AD there. You and I were talking about that, frankly, even right before it happened, it being odd, before we even knew what was going on. And so, you, you're referencing that you talked to Ross Bjork at media So on days. Wednesday, I was getting ready to leave. I'd gone over there. Told Chase I'd get some interviews for the Wednesday show, and I'd done that. And I sent Chase a text, and I said, "That's about forty-eight minutes. Is that enough, or you need one more?" And you said, "No, that's plenty." And I said, yeah. "Okay." And so I was just kind of hanging around, talking to people in the lobby area where the fans used to hang out. Yeah. Sure. Now media kind of hung out in there because fans can't. There are no fans. Well, fans can get the COVID and pass it, but the media can't. Right, so yeah. it's their science. And Ross Bjork standing down there. And it's me and Richard Cross and Ross Bjork just having a catch-up conversation. Yeah, sure. How's it going? How are your kids? What's going on? Yeah. Stuff like that. But I remember thinking, why are you here? Why are you here? And I didn't ask. It was their day? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because Jimbo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Jimbo was getting ready to go to the big room. Yeah, yeah. This is all during this time. Yeah. Like I said, see you later to Ross, like five minutes before the Houston Chronicle story broke. Yeah. But I remember thinking, why are you there? But you didn't sense from him that he was at all with anything on his mind. No. That's what gets me. No, is we a, were, why was he here? But then B, look, I mean, we were cracking we've known jokes. Ross a pretty good while. He'd have yeah. a hard time completely just being We were cracking whatever. jokes on each other. I mean, yeah. we were making fun of each other, me and Richard and, and him. And then Clark yeah. Lee walked over, and you know, he and Clark know each other from UCLA days. And okay. he introduced us to Clark Lee. I, mean, I had a conversation with Clark Lee. Really nice guy, by the way. Great haircut. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I talked to Clark Lee, and then there were other people moving around. I mean, no, there was no sign that he was yet he seemed to be there for a reason. And, and I now have to believe that he knew that story was coming. But why be there even so? Because you're because frankly, Ross gave a lot of bad answers that afternoon. So still, why are you there? What is your purpose? What bad answer did he give? I'm curious. Well, I'm just saying like, I just thought, I'm, I thought I'm he not looked disagreeing. unprepared. I, just don't I mean, he basically was like, hey, you know, not the, he basically admitted to being blindsided in a way to it. And it's like, yeah, that's not good. And that's not like, something you should admit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Chase, the answer to your question is, I don't know. Okay. So I go two things. One, he didn't act like somebody who was there on a purpose. He acted like he was somebody who was just there with their group. And, and maybe, by God, that's all it was, is he was bored and said, you know what, I'll, there's a seat, I'll jump on the plane. I'll fly and on maybe, the plane. Yeah, and whatever. You know, you're in and out. You're not hanging out for four days. You're, you're there and I mean, then you're maybe gone. Maybe he was talking to Sankey about something and said, I'll just come to you and we'll have the conversation. And that is certainly possible. Yeah. Now... Did Sankey know that the story was breaking Wednesday? That I don't know. Was Sankey aware of the talks? Well, absolutely. Yeah, one on. gazillion percent, yes. Come on. Yeah, Greg, <laughs> Greg Sankey was not shocked when the Houston Chronicle story Which came tells out. me that yeah. Ross wasn't shocked. No, that's my thing. It defies logic. Like So, like, there was multiple media members that went, oh, well, sources said Ross had no idea. That it's a small ecosystem. 
Yes. Because then, then there were several media members that go, well, all those SEC schools knew about it but Ross. And it's like, hold, 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 no. hold, hold on. No like, chance. I'm, I'm getting a migraine yeah. here. No chance. With all due respect, and I'll let him tell me if I'm wrong next week, Keith would have told Ross. Like, this makes no sense on a thousand levels. But no, there were people at Ole Miss that didn't know. I'm not arguing that. My point is – there's no way everybody knows but Ross. That is impossible. No way. No no chance. Zero chance. SEC football is a big freaking game of telephone. There's no way. Yes, no chance. There's a 0% chance. Yeah. 0.00. There wasn't some clandestine call where 13 coaches or ADs and presidents were on a call. And went, you know, hey, don't, no chance. Hey, don't tell A&M. Yeah, no. 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 <laughs> well, number one, that would be very unprofessional. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's yeah, not how Sankey operates. A&M is irrelevant in a lot of ways. They don't need 14 votes. So even if A&M's pissed, whatever, they'll well, get that over was, it. Can I just make fun of the stories that broke where people started coming out going, well, here, here's who's going to vote no. And I was like, no one's going to vote no. No one. I thought it's possible A&M votes no for strictly political reasons, Could knowing be. that it passes anyway. God, that looks petty, though. But we're just going to vote no. For <laughs> it looks the, so petty. Uh, it's A&M in Texas. Oh, I realize that. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. whatever. Come yeah, on. Right. I mean, I mean, I will not be shocked if it's thirteen to one. A and M just goes, "Hey, I know it's passing, but f you." Yeah, it's like the alderman and alderman votes. It's pissed off and goes, "I know it's passing, but no." Well, I mean, but, it's I mean, got to be frustrating for A and M that you've spent eleven years becoming more relevant to Texas, and it goes away in one afternoon. But here's the deal: you're win football games. You're sure. still the better program. Sure. Okay, let them in. We'll just beat them. We got Jimbo. I mean, you can really argue that Texas A&M today is a top five national program. I, I, that is an argument that I think you could – I'm not saying it's right. They're definitely top ten. But and you, you wouldn't put Texas top ten today. Hell no. I mean, but, all Texas has going for it is the big horn on their head. Texas A&M could argue today that they are a top five program. You could argue that they're not. Yeah, sure. But you could argue that they are. I think they're are. six through eight, but sure, we'll have I – mean, well, Last year they were fourth. Yeah. And this year you look at their schedule and you're like, oh, they could go 11-1. and one. Which would put you in the top five because yeah, it puts yeah. you in the playoff. It, it's petty, but it's that rivalry. It's Texas. It is. I'm, look, there's no doubt it is frustrating because it's also frustrating if you're Texas A&M because you're in and everybody goes, oh, yeah, you're a full member. But you don't have – and now, look, Texas is bigger than those other schools. But there's always been the kind of the thought, and maybe Clemson fights this and whatever, that – yeah, there is a little bit of leeway on the other school in a state and us doing that. You know, Florida State for Florida, Clemson sure. for South Carolina, whatever you want to call it. But, hey, Texas called. You go, hey, you know, shut up and get in the corner. You've been here nine years. And you, you, you don't have that, that, that. My point is the SEC probably does it with anybody, but it was easier to screw with A&M if they're pissed off than it would be to screw with Georgia or Alabama. Sure. I mean, I will say this. If you're South Carolina – you got to be a little worried. I mean, the message yeah. got sent, hey, if we'd screw them. We'll screw you. I mean, we'll throw you off the boat, man. Yeah. Weren't you in the Metro Conference yeah. in 91, yeah. right? What y'all won lately? Anything? <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, take your check and shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Missouri's going to vote no. I'm like, no, they're not. No, Missouri's hiding in the corner going, yeah. yes, just, just, just leave us alone. Ooh, thank please. God we got in. Yeah, because today they wouldn't. Oh, no. They wouldn't be in today. Well, I mean, if Texas says yes in 2009, Missouri's not in the league. Yeah. And the Big Ten didn't want them. And that's the other narrative. Can we shoot this one down, too? So Missouri's going to get out and go to the Big Ten? No, they're not. The money. 
There's so much guaranteed money on the way. Does Missouri fit? No. But they're in. And they're not leaving on their own. Not even a little bit leaving on their own. No. Because the only place you could go would be the Big Ten, and they don't want them. No. But you'd have to make you'd have to be one one gazillion percent sure that the Big Ten was going to take. No, you have to have the invitation already in the mail. Yeah. Like engraved in blood. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're in like the American tomorrow. Yeah, you're not playing that game. Because the SEC doesn't do the whole oh look, pay us seventy million to leave. They just say bye. That's what's funny about this C is there is no buyout. It's a Nick Saban contract. Yeah. You want to go? Go. Leave. You want to leave? Leave. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I mean, they're the, <laughs> they're, the pretty, they're the prettiest girl at the bar. You don't want to take me home? All right. Okay. See you. Yeah. There's about 30 of those guys over there. Yeah. Yeah, the part of the SEC contract, the bylaws, when it talks about you leaving, is simply, hey, just tell us. I mean, literally, it's almost what it yeah. says. It's like, hey, write a letter. I mean, send an email yeah. or a text. The SEC doesn't care if you break up with them over text. No. They'll just go get the next one. Like, immediately. If you're the Pac-12 or the Big Ten, who are the two that you want? It's Kansas and Oklahoma State, right? Overall athletic programs? If you're the Pac-12, I'm reading Andy Staples' column this morning, and I'm antsy. Because I'm worried. But what Big 12 teams actually would be wanted by anybody? I guess that's my point. Today? Yeah. Iowa State. I but guess. you're getting on Iowa State because of Matt Campbell. Like, that, there's a difference in a team and a program. It's a great point. And um, like, I don't know. It's, Oklahoma State. To me, it's Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Kansas. With Baylor, I got a basketball title. Whether look, I know it's Scott Drew, but yeah, I can I, make it work more I than I can it. those I other just, teams. I just sometimes wonder what Baylor's really bringing to the table. The only reason Baylor got into the Big Twelve years ago is because Ann Richards was the Texas governor and she was a Baylor grad. Yeah, sure. I mean politics. Sure. But nobody ever goes, man, let's talk about the 10 sexiest programs. But if you've got to take Baylor. somebody, it's Kansas number one, I feel like. Because you get a basketball program that's never going to suck. You do. You get that. Now, but football, you get a football program that, it pro- that, from a historical standpoint, ever since Gail Sayers left campus, has sucked. But, I mean, look at this. And Gail Sayers has been gone a minute. Iowa State, that's a team, not a program, and they're kind of blah and everything. Oklahoma State, West Virginia – TCU, Kansas State, Texas Tech, Baylor, and Kansas. There's nobody there. No. That league sucks. If I'm West Virginia, I'm on phones. But you're calling the ACC and going, please. Yeah. Please. Because I don't think the Big Ten would take West Virginia. Come on. No. No. God, no. Really? Y'all got some guys with a musket? No, no. Hell no. (laughs) They wouldn't take Missouri. They're not taking West Virginia. Yeah. West Virginia is the school that this thing has just not worked out for them. No, they, they West Virginia has got to get in the ACC, or they've got a serious problem. But I don't think ACC. I mean, that's where Clemson and schools are like, wait, so what are we doing? We're adding West Virginia, but why? So what? Because they got to be worried about the money gap. Yeah, because if you call Notre Dame, sure, we'll be happy. Because everybody does the thing about well, Clemson's winning. Yes, yes, Clemson's winning. We get that. But Clemson's thinking about money. And if everybody else in the if everybody in the SEC suddenly has tens of millions of dollars a year more than you do in that's a television and streaming rights, and that is exactly where we're headed right now, you're worried. 
just to me, it feels like of the Big 12 teams, Kansas and Oklahoma State find a landing spot somewhere, and everybody else is in really big trouble. Yeah, I think – I mean, I, I, Oklahoma State will find a place. They will. They're, yeah. They're, I, they're pretty good in everything. They've got a lot of money. They're they're fine. No one's ever accused Oklahoma State of being a prestigious academic institution. It's going to be one of its problems with both the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. That's big deals over there. They really care. You know, do you go to the ACC? I think it was Staples today that Twitter is so good in so many ways for being stupid. It's was like, well, I mean, Texas being their academic, they're a better fit, whatever. And Andy was like, they're not playing school. Like, don't that yeah. that, that, that no, that, no like that's that's all good if you have it. Yeah. But come on, no, they're counting Benjamins. They well, are not. Texas, uh, Texas can hold its nose a little bit, yeah, and go. Well, you know, Florida, Georgia, <laughs> Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. You, you, Vanderbilt. You know, Vanderbilt's in the league, right? You. you <laughs> <laughs> you know, they kind of talked. It's like, like, come on, guys, y'all were in a league with Kansas State. Like, like, you know, Ole Miss has a really strong accounting school. <laughs> I mean, and and the Walton School of Business, and uh, and and. Um, <laughs> did you know that Alabama has more road scholars per? You know, <laughs> and Auburn that vet school is amazing. Ole Miss does have a shit ton of road scholars, like twenty seven or something. Yeah, like the second most in the country. I mean, but there's money. Yeah, I mean, a money move. Yeah. Because Oklahoma essentially back in 2011 told Texas, look, the day's coming where we're getting out of here. You can come with us or not. Oklahoma was leaving. Yeah. yeah. There was a zero chance they were renewing ever Mm -hmm. because they knew they'd made a mistake. Yeah. Oklahoma would like to go back in time. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page. Find out everything coming up here uh, soon. The Oxford Community Community Market every Tuesday from 3 to 6 there at the Old Armory Pavilion. The Art Crawl featuring the Otnabatafa Sculpture Trail July 27th. That's tomorrow from 5 to 7. A lot of other things including the uh, Townie Takeover Bar Crawl. That also uh, courtesy of the YAC. July 31st, 4 to 8 from that. They are going all over some bars around town. Kind of uh, hitting some prior to students getting back. And then we get into August with more things uh, as well. So again, visit OxfordMS.com slash events. We're also brought to you by Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox, B.B. Mitchell are Ole Miss graduates. They utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. This week's property spotlight is on the Village at Madison. The Village at Madison will feature roughly 60,000 square feet of restaurants, Retails and retail and professional office space, along with roughly seventy-five zero lot line residences, with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. It's located on the corner of Madison Parkway and Main Street in Madison. Cobblestone streets, iron railings, gas lighting will serve as signature elements of the development. Half Shell Oyster House was the first business to open at the village. If you'd like to learn more about this great opportunity, give Sam and BB a call at six zero one. 586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at bluedeltajeans.com. Uh, you might not be headed to Oxford for a little while, but that's no reason to delay your new Blue Delta Jeans. Using Blue Delta's virtual tailor at bluedeltajeans.com, you can be measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes. And Blue Delta will make sure that you're looking great for the first kick of football season in September. 
podcast listeners can get 10% off your purchase using code REBELGROVE. That's one word, REBELGROVE, at BlueDeltaJeans.com or in the Oxford studio. It's a great time of year to get a pair of Blue Delta's cotton genos, so don't miss out. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for 73 years. From engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, and collectibles, Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Comer Heating and Air is the name you can trust. More than 50 years of professional HVAC experience in Oxford, Tupelo, and the surrounding area. Comer is offering a special fall preventative maintenance agreement to make sure your heating system is running in tip-top shape. I know you don't think about that in July, but that day's coming. So uh, you want to be thinking about that as we get into the fall. So give them a call at 662-801-1777 for all your heating and cooling needs. And we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. and Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's not a problem. You can visit the College Corner at collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. So whether you're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. So this is thought. Had had Texas come in 11 instead, would A&M be the team on deck now or no? Yeah. They would still grab A&M now. Yeah, yeah. Had they not panicked and gone Pac-12. Right, sure. And actually hung out in the Big 12. Yeah. Um... Interesting thing here, Texas has finished better than 19th in the final top 25 of the season once in the last 11 years. Say that again? Texas has won 18th or better finish in okay. football the last 11 years. Okay. Just hasn't done yeah. much of anything. They're in for a rude awakening. I mean, been pretty average, well, not bad, average, average since the loss to Alabama in the national title. Average to get you six losses a year in this oh, league. That's a good point, yeah. Average doesn't work. No. Well, just, look, look at the West this year. The two teams that everyone says will finish at the bottom of the West. Mississippi State and Arkansas. You can make an argument that those are decent teams. You can. Mississippi State's got experienced quarterbacks. Got a good defense coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, Arkansas's got much better play on both lines of scrimmage. They've it's got markedly a, better last They've year. got... I think th- uh, two All-SEC defensive players. They've got an All-SEC wide receiver. K.J. Jefferson has a, a world of talent. Well, I mean, And everyone picks them to go seventh. I pick them to go seventh. If you put Arkansas in the Big 12, put Mississippi State in the Big 12, they're not finishing last. Well, I mean, Ole Miss and Auburn pick fourth and fifth. I, exactly. Auburn's got an experienced quarterback. And maybe the best running back in the league. Almost certainly the best running back in the league. Yeah. A lot of a lot of players on both sides of the ball, and people are picking them fifth. Twelve. You think Auburn will finish fifth in the Big Twelve? Twelve of the fourteen SEC teams have finished in the top twenty-five at least once in the last five years. Twelve of fourteen. Yeah. Arkansas and Vanderbilt, the two that have not. Yeah, it's, it's a big boy league, and Arkansas tries. Vanderbilt doesn't try. Yeah. Frankly, I would assume Vanderbilt's got to get and be getting close to the league, going, "Hey, look." Care a little bit. They'd like for them to care a little bit. They're, they're not be, kicking them out of the league no, or anything. They, they're very frustrated. I, I can tell you that the league is frustrated with Vanderbilt for not playing along with Nashville Soccer Club on the 
sharing well, a stadium. Yeah, say their their setup is even bad. Like the way they're they're organized in their athletic department. Like nothing is correct. It's all screwed I'm up. I'm gonna tell you, I passed by UAB's new stadium. Yeah. No joke, it's really nice. The SEC is located in Birmingham. They're familiar with UAB's new stadium. That's got to piss them off that they could do it and Vanderbilt refuses. Yeah, Vanderbilt doesn't care. You could build the Birmingham UAB Stadium. I don't know what it's called. It's really I'm, – I'm, I'm very impressed. You could build the new stadium that they built in downtown Birmingham right there at the interchange sure. in Nashville, and, and the league would go, great, awesome, good job. Modern press box, got some amenities. I don't know, 35,000 seats, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. You don't have to have massive seatings for every game. It's okay. Every stadium doesn't have to be Neyland or Tiger Stadium or Bryant-Denny. But at least show like show that you care. So what does Vanderbilt do with their money? Um, no, seriously. Like what, I, what, what, I don't know. What do they do with it? I don't know. I spend it on kickers? I don't know. Got great kickers. They had a kicker when the SEC. Be very, I mean – really invest it well in the market? I mean, like, what are, we, what, are, what are they doing? I don't. There is a benefit, and, and Pocket Watch points this out in the thread. There is a benefit for having a private school in the league. Oh, sure. It allows you to hide some things. Oh, look, I don't think they should kick them out. Well, they won't. But just at least give the appearance that you give a crap. That because is a... they give less of a crap every year. Yes. I mean, five years ago, you went, well, they're just bad. But okay, yeah. like. Yeah. Well, like I told you, I met Clark Lee, a really nice guy. He feels sorry Such for Such a him. nice guy. I was really impressed with him. And I'm like, man. Whew. I get it. That's your alma mater. But you were at Notre Dame. You had it rolling. Why? Yeah, he could have gotten a better job than Vanderbilt. He was really sharp. Maybe he'll maybe he'll turn it around a little bit. I doubt it, seriously. But uh, a lot of the pod options that they do go that route for the SEC has been either um, rotating based off strength of schedule from the last year and finish, or giving as many as three permanent rivals for each school to make up three of the nine games. Because frankly, SEC schools are a little fanatical about their permanent opponents. So. Um, so there's talk about three permanent rivals? That's at least a talk, yeah. So you play your three pod members, three permanent rivals. And, and now some of these would could be in your pod, though. I mean, like Ole Mississippi State's probably in the same pod, but they okay. just make sure they play every year no matter what. Like in, in, in an example here, Ole Miss's three permanents were LSU, Mississippi State, and Vanderbilt. If you're Ole Miss, you sign up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hand raised guy goes, yes. Yeah, that's a third of my schedule? No, yes. You said Vanderbilt, right? <laughs> that was Vanderbilt, not Oklahoma? Yeah, in. That's all you really need to hear. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's always been my deal. People go, man, the league's out to get Ole Miss. I'm like, they get Vanderbilt as their permanent opponent. <laughs> That's another one of those things. Back when that schedule got done, you went, hey, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. That's all. It's all good. Yeah. The SEC's Al- like, you've lost to them half the time? That's on you. Alabama's Auburn, Mississippi State, Tennessee. Uh, State, Alabama, Kentucky, Ole Miss. They're determined to make that Mississippi State, Kentucky thing. They try hard. (laughs) Texas, LSU, Oklahoma, A&M. Yeah. Buckle up. Yeah. (laughs) A&M, Arkansas, LSU, Texas. 
Arkansas, LSU, and Texas. LSU, Ole Miss, Texas, Texas A&M. Yeah. 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 I mean. I mean, there's games. Yeah. There's games. Yeah. Kentucky gets Florida as one of theirs. Let's, actually, Kentucky, Florida, Mississippi State, Missouri. Good Lord. Take that all day. Who's Oklahoma's it. three? Uh, Arkansas, Missouri, and Texas. Kind of weak there for if you're Oklahoma. You're Oklahoma. You're like, sign me up. Oh, that's a. I mean, that's a cake. I, I mean, that's sign me. You're up. gonna let me in the league and pay me and give me that schedule? Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Just a thought. So, anyway, <laughs> Oklahoma goes. You know, this waiting waiting thing was worth it. Yeah. See where it goes from here. Who were Arkansas's three? Uh, let's see. Where was it? Mm. It's Oklahoma, Missouri, and A and M. Arkansas was Missouri, Oklahoma, and A and M. Yes. Yeah. That is correct. Auburn's Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina. Who are Georgia's? Florida, Auburn. Auburn, Florida, and South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah. South Carolina, Auburn, Georgia, Vanderbilt. I mean, Vanderbilt's got to play somebody. Yeah. I mean, and Ole Miss says that we want to be one of those somebodies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We love our permanent. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you how, how storied this rivalry is. Quit Our making, fans can't yeah. leave, lose that Quit one. making fun of their stadium. We yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> they blow the pirate horn and everything. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a great place. Are there any private suites there? I don't know. Does that press box have any like on the sides or anything? Mm, if it does, they're they're very antiquated. They have the gray sausage that I'm not 100% sure is sausage. But yeah. they do have the gelato that is incredible. The gelato is really good. The last time I went to games. a game there, I just said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to risk it. Because even the coffee was bad. Was it really? Yeah, when you can't even get the well, coffee. Well, and, and you're grading it off. Press box coffee in general is bad. It's almost always bad. Cause Nobody they make has it good like, press box coffee. They make it really weak. Yeah. Like, put your damn Keurig in there and let's go. That would be fine. Put Line up like three Keurigs yeah. and let people and just, just figure let people it out. Get a, let people make a coffee. That's not a bad idea. You watched the Olympics? I watched uh, a little bit of the gymnastics last night with Caroline because she's super into gymnastics. Loves sure. it. Um I turned on Ledecky against the Australian last night in the swimming. Um, I heard it on. I, I, I like the swimming a lot. Swimming, yeah. actually, I, I really enjoy. I got in the bed and was reading a book. Okay. Yeah. Swimming's the only one where I'm like, okay, I'm kind of actually in here. Like, it's... it's. So, I've watched the gymnastics. That's really it. There's something about swimming being... It's, it's so easy to understand. Like, I'm like, all right, fine. And then, look, it should not be an Olympic sport. It's stupid. But the three-on-three basketball is kind of entertaining. Yeah, just I can playing, see that. Sure. Just playing hoop. I mean, like, sure. it's, 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 it's all right. USA is pretty good at that. They're 6-0 and so far. So. Not very good in 5-on-5, five five, though. Struggling a little in the 5-on-5. That's not not ideal. <laughs> is it bad that I enjoyed the losing? I losing? think they're going to get to the knockout round still because they play two weaker teams. It wasn't, but. and it's not politics or any of that. I love the NBA. I just, for whatever reason, caught myself amused at them losing to France. It's nothing, I swear, it's nothing to do with politics. I think it's, I don't like the way they put the team together, and I sort of don't want it to work. Well, did you see, did you watch any of this game? Did you see the end? I, I, Carson told me about it. I was driving. The sequence where they they missed like nine shots in a row yeah. to take the lead or basically take control back of the game. Because while they're showing the highlights or whatever, like, you know, Team USA, which was supposed to be a well-shooting team put together or whatever, 
I mean, it's just open look after open look and brick after brick after brick after brick. I, I mean, think it was what it is, bad. if I'm going to be honest with myself, and I need to be, I think what it is is I don't like Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, and if they're going to be the leaders of the team, I'm kind of against them. My, my dislike for them is not overcome by my patriotism. First Olympic 5-on-5 loss since 04. Yeah, they won like 16 games in a row or something. Yeah. And they're going to have to really get better to win goal. Well, I don't know. Slovenia's got this dude that's pretty good. Yeah, he uh, he had, what, 40? 48 or something. Yeah, Luca is a monster. That helped Slovenia. <laughs> yeah. That was a win. Yeah. <laughs> Did they win? Yeah, I think they won. Do they have anybody else? Like, are they good at all? Uh, I'm not sure. They beat didn't they beat Spain or someone yesterday? I don't know. Spain's pretty decent. Yeah. Spain's always good. Thunder have a player on the Spanish team. Really? I think I think the Spanish team. No, yeah. Yeah. I, it it's what's interesting. It's been harder to watch than even some American professional sports from a no crowd standpoint. Yeah. Because I have no real investment. Like so I'm just kind of turning it on. It, it's it's even more bothersome to me than other sports from a no crowd. So I've decided Simone Biles, pound for pound, is the best athlete in the world. Have you seen how high she gets? She comes down, how she doesn't, forget landing a landing, how she doesn't just break everything is beyond me. She Like she should, physically, someone who goes up that high in the air doing all the torque and stuff that she's doing and comes down with the level of force that she comes down should break ankles, knees, tear ligaments. She made a tremendous floor exercise mistake and still made the final. Yeah, came off the mat, yeah. loses three-tenths of a point, and it's like, it doesn't matter. Well, all the moves are named after her. It is kind of crap that she's got this <laughs> vault that nobody else in the world can do, and she doesn't get full credit for it because the Olympic Committee says if someone else tries this, they could basically kill themselves. I know. So we can't give you full credit because somebody else might be dumb enough to actually try to do it. Well, like the poor girl that had to follow her yesterday on the floor <laughs> routine was really good. She was an American. She was excellent, and yeah. I'm like, but yeah, but you're having to follow her, and it just you look mediocre. When if if she were like the first person, you'd be like, oh wow, look at her, she's amazing. Does that influence judges? I mean, it has to. They're human. We're all graded off the Simone curve. I mean, you shouldn't be, but come on, she's like twenty. I know she's not literally twenty feet in the air, but she looks twenty feet in the air. I mean, she's. She has a chance at five goals. She's incredible. I just don't forget. Didn't Team USA kind of struggle a little bit as a team? I don't know. Didn't they have a kind of bad first I just watched her. I mean, they had the other girl who's good, but she. Charles and there's, I I don't know the whole team this time. The girl that looks like she's from Korean descent or something is very, very good. But she's, yeah, she would have like 60 gold medals if it weren't for Simone Biles. I mean, she's, uh, John Stockton and Carl Malone are like, yeah. Because I think the. Because I think the U.S. I could have this wrong. I think they've won the all around four times in a row. They've had a woman win the all around four times in a row. Biles won it last time. Nastia Lukin. I forget the other two. I'm just but, telling yeah. you though. When yeah, you watch yeah. her, all I can think about is forget like the stuff. Just how do you not break everything? Phelps captured America for sure. Yeah, from a. He was everywhere. Yeah. It's interesting to me, and I think it's just media landscape. I don't think it's woman. I don't think it's race. I don't think it's anything else. 
it's just media landscape on even how four years, eight years have changed things. You let those two people be, and I know that's where they started their career, but 12, 16 years ago, Simone Biles and Katie Ledecky are all over everything. I mean, sure. we can't turn left or right without seeing anything. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 whatever. Well, um, and I think Simone might very well do that. She does. She's, she is, but it still is less than it should be. Like, when I look, I'm like, yeah, yeah. look, tons of stuff, but. There's no male athlete in that stratosphere right now. Oh, no, 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 no. Because there's not that one dominant swimmer. There's not the... The one the, dominant the, sprinter. Yeah, we don't have something. the... There's not the American Usain Bolt going on right, right now. No. It's Simone. That's she's it. just... I mean... I, I'm it's being, almost kind of like her and her minions. I I mean, she's she's so head and shoulders. Like I asked... Because Caroline's super into it. Sure. And I said, so is she the best ever? And she looked at me and well, Yeah. Yeah. There's no one even close. And there have been some great gymnasts. I don't over know the where years. she was from. And I, I don't know if she's ever won a medal or whatever, but just from keeping in that level of shape for a long period of time, the woman who retired after the Olympics, she didn't qualify out of the main stage or first stage or whatever, but it was her eighth Olympic Games as a gymnast. Oh, wow. Eighth. That's some longevity. Yeah, essentially, I mean, I don't know exactly how many years, but it's 32 years yeah. of Olympics. She was like 46 or something, and she still qualified for her country, wherever it was. It was like Romania or something. I don't know. but Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know. No, I mean, it's – I remember when the Olympics were a really big deal, though. Like, you would just and, – and it still is. It was on, like, all the TVs and stuff, but – Yeah, sure. It's different. People aren't locked into it the way that – they used to be. It is weird with no crowds. Oh, it's 100% weird with no crowds. Podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs and Holly Springs. Remember, if you're a state and school employee in the area, the state signed an insurance provider who uses CVS Caremark, which is a PBM, a pharmacy benefit manager, not to be confused with CVS Pharmacy. The prescription cards supplied to those employees include the logo, which is identical to the well-known pharmacy. However, you do not have to do anything. It is not actually the pharmacy. Keep doing what you're doing. Use your local options, hopefully G&M or Tyson Drugs. G&M delivers locally in the Oxford area and more. So to find out for more information, again, that is 662-236-2222. Gabrielle Deck plays for Argentina, by the way, not Spain. So Spain, Argentina, it's all the same. Good enough. Uh, podcast brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in uh, twenty multiple states, more than 20 states, advisors in several states as well. They were founded in 1997, and they provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, they'll sit down with you, study your goals, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's Pintrust.com, P-I-N-N-Trust.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about squeezing in one last trip here in the last part of the summer, get in touch with John. Give him some parameters and a budget. Let him give you some options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. I'll have a mailbag up on Wednesday. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Also brought to you by Alpha Specialties, located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. They're your trailer-specific professional 
If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. They've got Load Trail. They also have uh, Hallmark Cargo Trailers. They can even work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built just for you. For podcast listeners, they have spare tires and wheels starting at just $100. A full selection of trailer parts and accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more. 601-932-9798. Or check them out at alphaofms.com. Also brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue, your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers, work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And we're brought to you by Joey Erickson at Heron Gear Chevrolet. Let him help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Choose from a full selection of new Chevy vehicles or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. 662-571-2367. Tell him, and, uh, give, tell him what you're looking for or stop by 1685 High Street in Jackson to test drive that new or used vehicle you've been wanting and let him earn your business now we're going to talk about arch manning in a minute maybe you think about this the uh you, it's not too early at all to line up some of your tailgating plans for the grove seven south tailgating is the place to go they've been doing it for years they'll uh, take care of you whether your uh, tailgate is super intricate or super simple they'll set it all up for you, you can get in touch with them and make reservations now whether it's for the season for select games or if there's just one game seven south tailgating.com you mentioned it, Arch Manning on uh, on campus today. Um, first time, kind of as a uh, as a recruit, if you will, from a standpoint of doing the chalk talk and the official tours and all that stuff. You mentioned start of the show. He was with uh, at least Jeff Levy this morning. I think pretty much the whole staff is uh, is on to. Uh, what made you think he's with Levy? Uh, photographic evidence. Um, I, I know what Jeff Levy looks like, so I'm gonna okay. go out on a limb there and say he was with Jeff Levy. Uh, he obviously spent some time with Matt Corral last week at the Manning Passing Academy. There, uh, was that Thibodeau? Is that where the uh, yeah. Academy is? Yeah, yeah, Thibodeau. On the campus of Nichols? Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. He's been there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, look, there might be a day where he's on campus and it requires bated breath, but today is not that day. Um, he... It's good for Ole Miss, obviously. I know it's a duh thing, but, I mean, it's a step in the process. Um, It allows him to be more familiar with the actual intricacies of the program, which is a really big deal. Look, he doesn't need the tour and everything, but he does need to sit down with Lane Kiffin. He needs to sit down with Jeff Ledby. He needs to go through the offense. He needs to get on the board a little bit and do some different things, then get to know one another in that aspect. I mean, those, those are all tremendously important parts of this recruitment, and it's an opportunity for Ole Miss to... Still got a ways to go. I mean, I think this thing is going to go into the spring. I think we've got almost a year left of Arch Manning and him deciding on a college. But it's a day where when it's over, Arch, not anybody else, Arch, can start to place Ole Miss somewhere in his importance. When he gets a full picture, he gets the full situation of what Kiffin's like in these different circumstances and situations, what Levy's like in them, and they talk about it, and then – at some point, Ole Miss gets put on the board first or sixth or somewhere in between, and you go from there And as the recruitment moves on. So we get accused of this at times about being lazy on things like this. This is more strategic than it is lazy. And I don't mind sort of giving the plan away a little. He's not making a decision today, as you just said. He's not cutting. That would o- shock me. Yeah, well, that would. That, that would be news. That would be news. 
But he's not. They have a plan, and they're going to stick to the plan. Mm-hmm. So he's going to come back. He might come back on Friday. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've heard different. I've heard different things. I, th- I mean, he has a place to stay here. He could be here as long as yeah. he'd like to be here. Isn't this Neshoba County Fair Week? It is Neshoba. Is it still going? But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think so. They they typically their family typically yeah. does that every year. It's right before everything kind of gets rolling sure. and all that stuff. Um. You know, so he could come back on Friday and he come back for part of the day, all of the day. I don't know. Um, he'll come back in the fall. He's coming back in the fall. He's going to a game, at least one game. He's going to a game at Texas. He's going to a game at Clemson. I, I've heard he's going to a game at Georgia. Um, he's going to go see some stuff. And then this thing is, if it goes according to plan, and most man, most Manning-related things have a plan and they stick to the plan. Sure. If it goes according to plan, this thing will get really serious in the late winter, early spring. He might take one more round of trips as a rising senior to some places next spring and then announce something. So there will come a point where we'll have to be kind of forceful with making him no comment us, making his dad no comment us, or making them talk to us, or getting, you know, and we're. And look, at the end of today, we're going to ask around. We're going to talk to some people. How did it go? What happened? But today's kind of, and Cooper said this last week. This is the part that drives me crazy with certain media people. Cooper, who had no reason to lie about it, said, hey, this is what this trip's going to be. Mm-hmm. He's been to Ole Miss a bunch, been to camps. He knows the place backwards and forwards, obviously. He basically spent most of the summer of the pandemic here mm-hmm. in town. But this is kind of the first time they've sat down with Kiffin and Lebby and talked ball. Yeah, sure. As a recruit. Cooper said, this is what we're going to do. And then they show up and do it, and everybody's like, oh, well, it's exactly what they said they were going to do. Yeah. And they're going to the rest of it they're going to do. At the end of this week, he's going to go back to New Orleans and get ready to play football for his high school team. He's going to commit to Newman High School come about a week from today. Yeah. And they're going to have a season. And in the midst of that season, he's going to take some trips to games. He's going to see campuses, get a feel for them. His season's going to end. I'm sure he's hoping his season ends in a game in the Superdome sometime in December. Sure. And then at the end of that, he's going to get serious. By then, he'll have it narrowed down to – a few schools. I think it's already narrowed down to a handful of schools. And yes, I think Ole Miss is in it. Big time. I don't know that there is a leader, if you will. Sure. I mean, one of the questions I would have, if you told me I had a question for Cooper today, it'd be, hey, does Texas joining the SEC change the way you look at Texas? Sure. That might be it. Yeah. Um, But at the end of all that, they'll make a decision. And he said as much. His family knows that a lot of other decisions hinge on this with other quarterbacks and stuff. They're not going to drag it out. They're going to make it. And so the point, the day will come from a coverage standpoint, and it could happen as early as Friday where we need to talk to people around them. Hey, you came back. You spent multiple times this week. What did you think? But the, oh, they arrived, look at the picture. I'm not making fun of it at all, but there's not a lot of news value in that. They said they were coming. So the only way that it would be news today would be if they didn't come. Yeah. Because they said they were. Yeah. 
and he was going to meet with Jeff Levy. And so when the people go, well, I, I, he they, talked to the offensive coordinator today. There are yeah. two, there are two things that people do, and they all do it. It drives me kind of crazy, honestly. It's the one is that there's no way he's going to Ole Miss, so he just came here for fun today. And then the other is, oh, he's definitely going to Ole Miss. No, he's not. He might. And today could change it. The next nine months could change it. Positively, negatively, things will happen. There will be developments in college football over the next nine months that could help Ole Miss or could hurt Ole Miss. I don't know. But I don't don't think – when enough people around the young man say that he doesn't have his mind made up, at some point you have to take them at their word. He just doesn't have his mind made up. He doesn't know yet. He wants to go through the recruiting process. I can tell you that he wants to look at Clemson. He wants to look at Texas. He wants to look at Alabama. He wants to look at Georgia. He wants to look at Ole Miss. I think he will go look at Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I don't think really anyone else is in it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I personally, based on talking to people, believe in no particular order it's Clemson, Texas, Ole Miss. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Those are the three, however you want to. And I, and I don't know that Group them a, together however you like. I don't know that there's a leader. Yeah. If you offered me the pool against any one or the field against any one, I would take the field. Sure. Because now I get two out of three shots. Yeah. But I'll be more than comfortable taking those three against any other field you'd like to have. Oh, all day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. If you told me, hey, you can have Ole Miss, Texas, and, and, and Clemson, Clemson against the else. rest of the country yeah. in. Yeah. Sign yeah. me up. Yeah. Teams do, pro, sorry, conferences do this all the time, but it's a little bit of a funny juxtaposition. All the SEC is doing is adding Texas and Oklahoma. The Pac 12 tweets out that they now have an official uh, snack partner of the Pac 12 conference today. Oh, yeah. What is it? Yeah. Uh, Campbell's Snacks. <laughs> so okay. that's the maker of some of America's favorite snacks and baked goods, including goldfish crackers, okay. Snyder's of Hanover pretzels, okay. late July tortilla chips, kettle brand and Cape Cod potato chips, and Petridge, Pepperidge Farm cookies and breads. The conference's official sweet and salty snack and bakery product partner and an official partner of the Pac-12 football championship game. So I do like kettle chips. Yeah, kettle chips are good. They're really good, actually. Fair. Pepperidge Farm's good. I don't like goldfish. They're I don't really dry. Cheese snacks, but I, They're just dry. I don't like Cheez-Its. Like, that's not a flavor. I don't either. It's not anything. my thing. Yeah, it doesn't really do much for me. So. Hugh Freeze just tweeting, huge day of recruiting today on the mountain. Boone times three. So I guess he got three. For oh, three. wow. See, Liberty only uh, extended their rights package with the ESPN Plus to like 2025. Yeah. 2025, guys. Yeah. Just saying. You yeah. never know. <laughs> Liberty to the ACC, baby. In their wildest dreams. Yeah. Hey, top 25 football program. Got stuff moving. Got a lot of students, a lot of money. So he does boom now? He doesn't do fishing? It's 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 an eye emoji, a fire emoji, Boom, capital letters, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, times three. Oh. It's a lot to be read into. Is it just one fire emoji? It's just one fire emoji. Russell Johnson. So there's only like a 10% chance that they got them all. Yeah, yeah. Five flames, 30%. (laughs) (laughs) Really confused. (laughs) I don't understand. Yeah, I'm looking for another one, and I don't see another one. He's tweeted a lot, but nothing else. Okay, a little spice of Louisiana up on the mountain. Fire, fire, fire. We got oh, three there. So a forty percent chance. Yeah, he's time. doing boom now because a day ago he put like a he put a jiff and so he's stealing Will Muschamp's deal. Yeah, he has boom now. And then rise with us is his hashtag. I bet. Well, Phoenix rising. Oh, oh, the Phoenix rising. Yeah, I guess I don't. Know. I didn't know. I didn't know what was rising. Yeah. On that note. 
Uh, let's. Well, I mean, you know, you shut up. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll. Sometimes uh, it's just an involuntary thing, yeah. you know. When sure. we'll talk to Kerry Murdoch tomorrow. Uh, they're talking about trading him now. Actually, open to it. Texans. You know, that's part of his defense is that it's a. Oh, really? It's involuntary. A, thing? It's an involuntary thing. Just. I mean, if you got to have a defense, might as well go with something. The massage is so stimulating that Whatever. even though you're not trying to, it happens. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, Kerry Murdoch tomorrow. Talk plenty more. Oklahoma, Texas, SEC. You got a feeling this will carry us into uh, at least fall camp, which starts here uh, a little over a week, something like that. So we'll uh, have plenty at rebelgrove.com. Any reactions that we get to uh, the Arch Manning Day on campus and more. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.